0: Welcome! I'm Jaskar and I will be talking about the Geleenbeek and the changes of it. Before I go deeper into my research, I want to tell you a bit more about the Geleenbeek. The Geleenbeek is a brook in southern Limburg. The source is at a farmyard in Benserade and it streams through Geleen and Sittag to end in the Meuse at Stevenswind. The total length of the Geleenbeek is around 40 km. The history of the brook is quite interesting. In the last century, mining was a big industry here in southern Limburg. Water with sludge from the mines had to be transported away. Brooks were used for this drainage. This process had to go as fast as possible, so the Geleenbeek got canalized from the 1930s till the 1980s. In the last decade, there's a project been going on to bring the Geleenbeek back to its natural state more space created around the brook for nature and recreation. It's now a really attractive area with a lot of people walking and hanging out around the brook. But there are also parts where people are not allowed to come, so nature can go its own way. Water quality is being improved as well. Sewage systems have been detached from the brook, but this still hasn't solved the problem. Last month, there were messages of water pollution. Fish died and dogs got ill. This was probably caused by flooding of the sewage system. This water then streamed into the brook and polluted it. The Helene Bay streams along many agricultural fields. This causes also a decrease in quality, because pesticides can flow into the brook. By creating more space around it, this is less likely to happen. The project to restore the brook is called Corioglana, which is Latin for the city's Heerlein-Geleen. The project is in order of the municipalities of Sittard-Geleen and Beekdalen, the waterboard of Limburg and the province Limburg. The project will be executed by the design and construction company Ploeggaan BV, with assistance of the consultancy firm by Forest. Farmers had to give up some of the land for this project due to climate change, more extreme weather will occur. This can cause serious problems. Heavy precipitation can cause flooding of the brook. The changes within Koyoglana glana were partly for the flood prevention. At Stammerdenbosch and Opsbroekbosch, the brook has been changed and meanders again. This is the research area and is only 6 km long part of the Geleenbeek. The course of the brook is from Kasteel Tabor at Schinnen, which is a restaurant, to the Middenweg, which is a road between the city's Munstergelein and Sittad. Stammenbos is a forest against the hill of Zweikhuizen. It's a Natura 2000 area, which means it's a protected nature area. The other place that's been changed is at Augsburg This is a young forest near Munstergeleen. I even planted some trees for this forest at elementary school. At Staminer Boss, because of an illness in the trees, a lot of trees have been cut. They are planning to cut 80% of the forest. It's a beautiful forest with a mix between deciduous and coniferous trees. So it's really a pity that the trees have to be cut. There are BMX paths in and through the forest, which creates exciting walking paths although it also disturbs the nature. There is also an asylum center in an impressive building. At this part of the brook you can see the space created for the brook and for nature. There is a clear boundary between the tree line, low vegetation and the brook. The project here was finished about 4 years ago. First the space around the brook was opened up and people were allowed to walk there. Now, certain parts have been closed, so nature won't be disturbed. The vegetation is still low, because it's young. Did you note know that in one of the houses near the brook, the designer of the world logo lives? A bit further downstream of this location, there's one bigger meander created. The land of this meander is a sort of peninsula. If you continue the course of the brook, You see that some meanders weren't canalized for the mines and the brook has its own pad. If you look to the sides of the brook, you can see drainage or sewage pipes at some parts. In the research area, there are two buildings that used to be watermills. The second place of the research, the part at Bus, was finished in 2017. You can see that the changes are more recent. There's less vegetation here, and the vegetation that's there is really low. The brook meanders even more at this place, and there are some really sharp bends. If you look at the outer bends, you can clearly see the erosion caused by the water. At the end of the research area, there's one really big meander. It has the form of a U. This one was created around 2013-2014. My research looks at the changes of the book, and if they are really enough to prevent floods in the future. I looked at the side effects of the changes. Things that maybe were looked over and became clear afterwards, but also and look at the impact on farmers for giving up the land and what people living around the brook think of the changes. To get the results, I used different methods. Firstly, to get an insight of what people think of the project, I handed out surveys to the people living around the Olympic. I put a QR code in this letter so they could fill it in online and I got the answers directly. Then I contacted the water board of Limburg. I tried to get in contact with the project leader of Corio but this failed. So I contacted the consultancy firm 5Forest. I got in contact with Mr. Drusen, who is a consultant and project leader at 5Forest and currently working on the Corio project. What's funny is that he is a world alumnus. Lastly, I contacted an owner of the farming land around the Geleenbeek to ask his opinion. I handed out 37 surveys and eventually 90 people responded. 14 of these people never experienced any floods. This can be because they have only lived there for a few years. Or they live on higher ground. Or there actually haven't been any floods did experience floods. One of the respondents described that the flood was in 1986 and they had quite some damage. Now when she thought back she again got emotional. So it had quite some impact on her. Feelings about the changes are mixed. Most people think it's an improvement. They can walk now in a nice and beautiful area. Others describe that they think it's too crowded. More noise, more people, and dogs walking loose, causing chaos. Mostly, people think the changes are sufficient, but some doubt because they don't know what to expect of the future precipitation. The water board stated that they want to include the opinions and suggestions of inhabitants. The two locals told me that they didn't agree with the changes, and it took them quite some effort to contact the water board for this. Beside the survey, I interviewed Mr. Vroomer, a farmer and local politician. He told me that most farmers sold their land voluntarily for the project, but two wanted more than offered. So the project had to go around these lands. He thinks the project has two sides. People really like the new area, and it's much more used for recreation. This creates money for the tourist sector. The project itself has cost a lot of money. Other sectors need support as well, but there is only a limited amount available. So the question he raises is, do the benefits outweigh the cost of the project? This question he found hard to answer. Benefits against flooding aren't clear for him, biodiversity is maybe improved, but people also disturb the nature, and there's a lot of nuisance caused by recreational people. I think it's a good question to keep in mind. With the information delivered by the project leader of 5 Forest, I could answer if the change of the brook was enough to prevent floods. The goal set from the water board is T is 100 in the inhabited areas around the brook. This means that the brook should be able to handle heavy precipitation with a return period of 100 years. Looking at the first location at Stammerden we see that in the changed part of the brook the water level decreases with 0.3 meters and this will prevent inundation at these points but further downstream it increases the water level with 0.1 meters which causes the inundation to increase at this point by Forest describes that these inundations will be dealt with in another project at Apsbumpos the changes decrease the water level in the first pond around a bottleneck In the middle it increases the water level a bit, but this is a nature area, so this part will function as a buffer and is allowed to flood. An increase at this point creates a more gradual decrease of the bed level of the brook. At the end of this part the water level decreases as well, but it's not enough to prevent inundations here. A quay will be created to protect this part. The project has not been finished for the whole brook, so it's hard to state if the changes are enough against floods. Now there are still flood risks at some parts, but these should be taken care of after the whole project is finished. The area around the brook has improved and looks nice. The brook is brought back to its more natural form. It's a nice area to walk in, but it also disturbs people living there and the nature. It has cost a lot of money, it will make money, but it also destroys the nature. It depends from which side you look at it, if it's an improvement. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you found it interesting and that you learned something about the project and the changes around the Geleenbank. Bye bye!